to another episode of Buck Off Banter. We're on to episode 25 now. This week, we're going to look at inclusion within the horse world. And we're going to be joined by a special guest who's going to help us celebrate Pride Month. But first of all, we're going to have a quick update on the news. So, Carla, have you done anything exciting now? We are on slightly less lockdown than we were before. Uh, I had a lesson today. Okay, how did it go? I went to... Oh, shit. I Quite frankly, I rode like an utter cockwomble and I was crap. Uh, Vince was great, always is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not riding particularly well at the minute. I don't really want to cover that anymore because, yeah, I'll come through it. You, you, you always do come through it, don't you? But at yeah. the moment, I'm not riding well. I've got into a bit of a negative spiral and, yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah, but equally, like, you just got you've not done, we've not done anything, have we? Like, it's hard to be no. on your game when we've been stuck at home. And if you're going to ride like a cop yeah. ball, do it in a lesson. It's the perfect time. This, this is true. This is true. Um, I, do, I do feel a little bit sorry for the instructor. I'll give her a shout out, Mia, who um, I've had a few lessons with before and has sort of taken me on. And now it's all sort of like, you know, it was just, it was, I'm just a little bit ashamed of myself that I didn't ride particularly well. But it's okay. That's what, like you say, lessons are for that and we'll just yeah. move on. And you've been a bit hard on yourself. Like, it's, we've literally been doing nothing. Like, I haven't really jumped a fence. I mean, actually, I jumped a fence on my little Katie pony who's never jumped anything like that. And she popped right, like down a little grid of 80 yesterday. And I was like, shit, I've left the ground. Yeah. Because I have yeah. literally not jumped. When I start jumping mine, I'm going to be like a bag of hammers. It is, honestly. And I just, I don't know, I, I think it's a little bit of social media. Because I'm looking around on social media and I'm seeing all these people that have, have kept going and doing stuff through lockdown, which I didn't. I just did a little bit of hacking. Yeah. And so they seem to be so far ahead of me. And I know we shouldn't compare ourselves. And I'm the first person to go, don't compare yourself. It's a thief of joy. But I can't help myself. And I compare myself and I think, Carla, you're just not doing too great. I did go cross-country schooling with a, a lovely friend on Saturday. And it was great fun but again I jumped like twigs because I couldn't see a stride for toffee at all like I just keep missing and the uh yeah I, I it'll come back you know I've been here before and I've come out the other side but at the minute yeah it's not going great but I was actually I was listening to a podcast um the other day and they were talking about cantering over even a single pole cons- like just every day just, you know, if you've yeah, gone out for funny. a hack and then you can over a pole, if you've done flat work, then you can over a pole because they're like, you just keep your eye in. And I kind of thought, you know, I might do yeah. that because I, I'll have completely probably lost. And I mean, not that I had a great eye for a fence anyway. Well, but I was going to say, when I say I lost, I can't see a stride for toffee. <laughs> but the standard was quite low to fucking start with. Do you know what I mean? I was kind of missing all over the shop and hanging off the side. So to actually go even worse than that was quite an achievement, if I'm honest. Maybe I should big myself up for that and go, do you know, you were in a bad place and you've got even worse. That's great. You thought um, you couldn't so, think. I know, and somehow I've lowered it even more, which is fantastic. Um, actually, it's funny you say that. I did mow a patch in one of my fields yesterday. and I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to get some poles out. I'm going to do some pole work. So yeah, maybe I should do that. I say I'm going to do that. I won't. 
Anyway, I won't keep moaning. What have you been up to? I feel like a dick now because I feel like you're going to be like, oh, I really just want and I'm going to be oh, like... Oh, you're going to tell me you've had a wonder... <laughs> oh, I've been jumping. I've done really wonderful... You have, haven't you? Haven't you? No, I haven't. But um, what I wrote down for this week's news well, was that I'd had lessons yesterday um, and to be fair, I've completely cricked my neck and I can barely move and I'm like a robot. But other than that... Oh, I'm pleased. I'm actually I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I hope it really hurts. Um, <laughs> but no, I was really happy because I've only really done flat work with mine. But you know when you think, oh my God, they've really, really improved. And I feel like we've actually, like we've got somewhere. It just really concentrating on the flat work. And the straightness, like Carla would be proud of me because by God, she loves straightness. Um, like we have just hammered it. And I felt like all, I felt like all of the horses have really improved. And it just, I mean, let's face it, it's just been the biggest, shittest washout. Like, because I looked at the, um, the schedule and was like, oh my God, there is actually no shows in our area definitely in july like there are shows but then not like where we are yeah so i was like to ben we are looking at absolute best we're looking at august now so this has literally been the whole summer so that was nice you know just to have a tiny little bit of where i was like well we've done something something you've done well happened yeah you've done you've, you've done better than me i like i think some people come out are going to come out of this lockdown thinking, yeah, do you know i've i've discovered a new way of training i've done this basically mm-hmm. i'm going to come out of it fat because I have got the fattest ass you've ever seen, a small to possibly moderate drinking problem, and uh, the inability to see a stride. So Actually, I, I think you're winning, Kay. It's funny as well. I heard um, someone else talking about all these things they'd done on lockdown, like, you know, all this like maintenance they'd done around the place and how everything was looking amazing. And I was like, <gasps> I've done nothing. And then I walked in the stable, had like a meltdown because you know I'm such I'm such a drama llama. Um, so I was like to Ben, yeah, this is horrific. We've not used this lockdown. So I've now like bulk bought um, masonry paint to try and like zizz the stables up a little bit because I feel basically all started because I saw a topiary heart thing in Tesco and was like, my whole yard needs to just change so I can oh have my a God. topiary heart. No. <laughs> so they poor Ben as per usual. Ben, uh, Ben, you're calling him by his name Ben now. We all know, okay, that that's not his name. What's his name? Honestly, I think he might divorce me, you know. Like, oh my God, it was just, you know when you expect something to be good, but it's never quite as good as it was. <laughs> and then it happened, and like normally, like, oh, you're looking forward to something and it happens, you're like, oh, that was actually a bit shit. I can categorically say that video was not it, because... <laughs> For me, the actual joy was Ben, the poodle, trying to pretend it wasn't happening. And he was like marching off with this dog. And it was just like, oh man. And everyone calling him the poodle was also just this, all these complete strangers. Oh, look, there's the poodle. Honestly, I think that Ben spends a lot of his life with me just trying to walk ahead and pretend that it's not happening to him. I think that's really how he just lives his life. Well, well, I have to say the listeners liked it. So well done. And well done, the poodle. (laughs) They loved it. They loved it. They were all over it. (laughs) How cute is Molly as well? Doesn't that voice just so suit her? Yeah, you you got it down. You got it down. Do you know how sad is this? 
I'm having to try and practice my Welsh accent because Tinkerbell's obviously Welsh and my Welsh sounds Indian. Katie, Katie, you want accent advice? Why didn't you contact me? We <laughs> all know that I can... <laughs> but then she would only be able to say, get off your horse and drink your milk. <laughs> this is true. Quite and limiting. It's a, it, it's a saying. I mean, what more can you want? <laughs> okay, after this, you can coach me on my Welsh accent yeah. and try and stop it and sounding accents. Indian. Everyone knows that I'm... A, oh, yeah, that does happen a lot with Welsh accents, actually. It's really fair. hard. I All suspect I can mine. say is bumblebee in Welsh. I'm, oh. <laughs> I probably can't even say that. But anyway, before we go off on yet another tangent, we are going to introduce our guest, Carla. Yay! I will let oh. you introduce him because you and him had a spectacular introduction, didn't you, to each other? Yeah, so this is my... <laughs> lovely lovely friend Wayne and listeners might have remembered we talked once about falling out on online and I talked about the time I had a spectacular row on a forum about what was the definition of arena eventing and I went in and I went in and I went hard and um, I didn't cover myself in glory in this argument but I then I was locking horns with this man Wayne and as, as we were like locking horns and basically just slagging each other off, we realised we had a very similar sense of humour and, and, and it went from there really, didn't it? And then we found out about mojo as well, didn't we? About magnetic stuff. So I think it was like a combination of two arguments. And then we were like, actually, I was like, he's really funny. I like him. So yeah, we became friends from arguing. Just goes to show. Not always bit arguing is a bad thing, is it, Wayne? Not at all. It's... um. It's a hearty way of showing your appreciation. <laughs> Can I just ask, what are your, what's your stance on rug guides? <laughs> if it's oh, hot, is... take it off. If it's cold, put one on. Like, see, why do people, why do people need guidance for everything? Like, oh, this whole lockdown thing, being non-British, this lockdown thing is just hilarious. What do British people love doing? Fucking queuing. Tell them to queue, they're getting an arse about it. It's all <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right, isn't it? But the, the, the British people, we just like to fucking moan, don't we? Yeah. We yes. like to moan about anything. So basically, it didn't matter what happened, we were going to moan about it. I so don't we, want the government telling me what to do. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And they haven't been very clear about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was very much so, wasn't it? That was very much so. And that's so like what, we how say, I feel you know, about rug guides. Well, good. and that's I feel okay. Like, so we're so, not going to have a huge, we're not going to have a huge spat. That's literally my room 101. Yeah, the rug guides. <laughs> Katie's very passionate about it. I am. I only mention it because... I actually saw a rug guide the other day and I was like, but it's summer. <laughs> Surely I'm free from the rug. Yeah. Carla's looking at me really surprised. There was a rug guide Ooh. the other day and it was like, basically that your horses should be naked. And then they were like, I suppose a very select amount of horses might need insect protection or might need rain protection. I was like, oh no. Surely I'm allowed a few months of the year where I don't like get, give myself a nervous breakdown with rug guys. If it's a long weather forecast, then it says it's going to be. Right, so I've told I've taken us off topic talking about rug guides, which oh, it's lets, fine, it's I fine, can it's always fine. do that. But I was going to say, would you like to tell us a little bit about 
your horses that's what everyone's always interested in um and obviously yourself mostly your horses and also elvis yeah <laughs> um, um i will start with my horses um I'll start with the ones I actually own, which is always easier because um, I'm allowed to slag those ones off without an owner getting really arsy. Um, so I have my big ginger ninja, who is my dressage superstar, Vivian, who is a boy. Oh, that's such a good name. Uh, and he's called Vivian um, because he's like the ginger idiot out of the young ones. Um, oh. Yeah, you see now. And sometimes he's called Viviani if he's being amazing because you know it's better to give him a longer name if he's being perfect um i don't know what he called me under his breath in a lesson but he's often i can guess me. i can yeah. guess can i offer you one i could give you Wanker. Um, <laughs> um so i um we got to know each other five years ago honestly it's like a dating thing um we met across this clouded dance called dance floor uh he was given to me which was lovely so yeah since we've been together um we've been together, literally how can i not make it sound like we're in a weird relationship um since we've been together uh we've qualified for three nationals six regionals uh all the way up to advanced medium uh wow. so that's amazing wow he makes me look good. I literally just sit there clenching my bum cheeks. Yeah, yeah, of course you do, of course you do, yeah. So yeah, no, he's amazing. And then I was given a broodmare while I, you know, it, it happened. And she just happens to be similarly bred to him. And I bred a lovely little foal who is now two, Ruby Roo. Uh, she is such a sassy bitch. So being brought up by the one and only homosexual of life, she just she sisses that walk whatever she does she's an independent woman um yeah to the point where you go to catch her and if she thinks it's for uh, something wonderful like a treat an apple or something she stands there and she's like hey babe you walk towards her with her head collar and she's like bitch please and just like walks just <laughs> fast enough away from you sashay away uh and then i have a huge horse called condom or condor to his friends <laughs> he's literally the biggest thing i've ever seen he's like 18 something hands um he sometimes forgets that he's been broken in while you're riding him which is really pleasant um <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling as you turn uh to do a 12 15 meter circle and he suddenly goes there's someone on me and launches into a series of river dance um he thinks he's in Step Up the Musical. It's hilarious. He starts freestyling. Um, and again, as much bum clenching goes on. Really. Basically, that's it. And then you've got Fig, the stallion. Yeah. Figgy Poo. Who is, Fig is just, honest. oh my God. This is, he's a, honestly, what a horse. He is stunning, isn't he? I want to date him. I want to I date him. We all I want, want to, to find him in human form. We all want to date the fig. He is just beautiful, isn't it? Have you, Kate? I don't know if you've seen this horse. He no. is. He's a gray. He's gray. He's it's, it's, he's a steel gray at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. And and he knows he's beautiful, but he's not but arrogant you know, with it, is he? These, he's so kind with it. He's yeah. stunning and kind, which I literally have a crush on him. I don't. Like, I think we all it, have. It's it's an unhealthy need to just touch him on his neck um before anyone gets yeah 
Um, <laughs> I'm not, you know, just walking into the stables like, hi. Um, so yeah, he's just adorable. He's a really, really nice person. I've never put a chipney in his mouth to lead him anywhere. He goes around on a head column lead rope and is just to die for lovely. I'm tempted to buy a mare just to have one of Fig's babies because he's... I'm tempted to commit suicide and come back as a mare just so I can have Fig's baby. (laughs) Like, like when when's a good time to believe in reincarnation when there's a Figgy in the yard? Oh, he's lovely. Um, He is just to die for gorgeous. And... um, yeah, just, oh, he's just such a nice person to deal with. He'd drive a sports car and give an old lady a lift. Do you know what I mean? He's just... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, he is lovely. So nice. He is so gorgeous. Good. He is gorgeous. And we need, we do need to get to the man, the legend, Elvis. Oh, do you know... So this uh, before I talk about him, I will let you know how he came into my life. I went uh, to Olden Horse Trials and I was doing my first two-star... Uh, with a little mare called Hera, and she was a colossal asshole. Um, <laughs> he was so much of an asshole that the vet, after my dressage, came to see me because they <laughs> thought that she might have um, some lameness issues. And when she stood in the stable, basically looking like a muppet on steroids. Um, ready to lynch anyone because it was in the midst of Storm Brian. Um, she didn't appreciate that her stable had a leak. She didn't appreciate the water stuck in her roof. She didn't appreciate the wind. She didn't appreciate me. She's very ungrateful that day. <laughs> and um, so I jokingly said to someone, do you know what? I'm going to buy a llama so I can be forever reminded of what my dressage test was like. And Elvis so, um, bada boom, bada oh. bing, I now have the wasp version of a woollied creature. Um, so alpacas are like bumblebees. They're like really cute and everyone Bumble loves bees. them and wants to save them. <laughs> I can say um, that in Welsh. Llamas. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Why don't you, um, so distracted, say bumblebee in Welsh. Bumblebee. Oh, with a Welsh accent. It's just the or is that actual the Welsh. Oh yeah, no, no, that's not going to carry you away. <laughs> Fuck me. I was proud of that. I was really excited that you were going to be all oh, that's a bumble bumble. Right? <laughs> Seriously, you need to no. lower your expectations. Of this no, I was going to say, really, when come on, you need to get with it here. We like, come on. So, literally, I was going to be so impressed, like you were going to do the Welsh for microwave. Yeah, that is I'm it. internal disappointment. Ask Ben. <laughs> anyway, I've totally, totally detracted you from Elvis, who is the bumblebee. I went wrong. Yeah, okay. So Elvis, Elvis, the man, the legend. Um, he is just, like I said, he's like the wasp of the woolly kind. He is such a shit. Um, so he's been feral for two and a half years because his job was to just eat grass and, you know, be a llama. And um, he had other ideas. He thought, do you know what I really want to do? I want to persecute the person who bought me and saved me from poverty. And I want to walk up to five bar gates and just, I don't know, jump over them and fuck off into next door's garden and eat their vegetable patch. Not the lawn, not anything else that's (laughs) quite edible. I want the vegetables. Um, 
I want to also stand outside her patio window and stare at her <laughs> whilst eating her vegetables. And as she opens the patio door, jump back into Wayne's, gar uh, Wayne's field so that she has no doubt whose fucking llama it is. <laughs> oh my God, I love him. He sounds absolutely amazing, Craig. He um, is. <laughs> on another occasion, he um, jumped out to my neighbour Jackie's garden. Um, I knew he got in there because she screamed. Um, no one expects to have an Elvis that thrust upon them um, <laughs> over a gate. So, so he then galloped through her garden, jumped over her other gate, and then pissed off across the common, because we live on a common because they're posh. Um, anyway, and then he jumped into uh, my other neighbours. We've got weird neighbours. So... Peter is married to Rita, and their neighbours are Bruce and Sheila. Like, I'm not shitting you. You're making people. that up. No, no, actual no. people. Actual, real life. Peter and Rita, Bruce and Sheila. And Elvis <laughs> jumped into Peter and Rita's garden, and I hurdled the gate after him, um, because apparently I was feeling athletic that day. That was before the shin splints kicked in. And... Um, he runs around her garden. I'm running after him. I possibly wasn't saying, darling, please come back. It might have been expletives and it might have been seven o'clock in the morning. But Peter saw me later and he said, um, wait, were you in our garden with a llama? I said, well, not with, <laughs> technically. <laughs> um, I was chasing him. And he said, well, Rita's bringing up our cup of tea. And she went, Peter! There's a boy and a llama in the garden. <laughs> so, you know, and at the beginning of lockdown, he thought, you know, that this was the best. Was getting quite fat. So what he needs to do is up his step count. And he fucked off for three hours with me on Facebook Live, walking after this, him. This was like, I was on this Facebook Live. I had loads to do. And I was like, I can't, I can't go anywhere. I need to know how this story turns out. And like it was still opera. It, was, it really was. It was like the gift that we didn't know we needed at that point, but we needed it so much. And it was just amazing. And you, you, oh, it was just beautiful. And I even said to people the next day, see if you can find this Facebook video, guys, because it was just brilliant. And my husband kept going, are you all right? Because I'll be laughing. <laughs> I said, yeah, Wayne's just trying to find his, well, I'm saying alpaca, we're not sure. I said, Wayne's just trying to find his alpaca. And he's like, okay. And they're sort of like backed out of the lounge as I was laughing. So, oh, it was, it was a brilliant, brilliant thing. So well, three hours later, three hours later, he got caught in a barbed wire fence. Um, so I came off Facebook Live, you know, in case he had to die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's only so much Facebook needs to see. <laughs> and he's got his foot caught in this barbed wire fence. And I was like, yes, I've got you. And then suddenly realised I've been following this little wanker for three hours with no means of catching him. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I've never caught him in my life. So now I'm faced with Elvis, the rabid llama, <laughs> with his leg caught in a barbed wire fence, thinking, shit, what do I do? So I pulled the toggle out of my hoodie wrapped it round his neck, unthingied his leg, got dragged across half a field by said toggle. And then he realised that um, three hours of chasing a llama didn't quite get enough rid of enough lard, and I'm still quite heavy. So he gave in and lay down and wouldn't move. Um, I absolutely adore him. 
<laughs> you can have him, I should imagine, Kate. You probably drop him off. Be careful. I've got go two questions. He'll be in your yeah. garden. First one, does he spit? No. Oh. oh, actually, no, he's never spat at a human until the other day when the man came to peel him. That, fair enough. Everyone wants to spit a bit then. And uh, two... To be fair, he was literally like... <laughs> at the man, it was horrible. Phlegm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, I mean, he, um, he was coughing that up from the bowels of his stomach. <laughs> it was disgusting. We don't My need this. I've been dealing with COVID is, patients. <laughs> what does he speak like? What does Elvis speak oh, like? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does speak. He does. There is oh, he's French. Elvis <gasps> is French. Oh um, I don't know when he became French, but he's always been French. And when he first arrived... I'd walk towards him to the, in the field and he could stomach my existence long enough to not turn around and leave. Um, and it was always like, bonjour, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's him. He's like, bonjour. I'm so happy jumping on the fences, making you fucking chase me. <laughs> oh, look, I jumpy, jumpy out of the field. <laughs> it's so funny because... My uh, my trainer, Carla, she um, let me borrow one of her amazing horses when she was pregnant. And I rang her up one day because he used to like leap about loads when you hacked him out. And I rang him one day and I was like, who knew Sid's French? And she was like, what? I said, well, when I talk to Sid, he answers and he's French. And she was just like, <laughs> I quit. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, can't argue with that you cannot argue with that you cannot argue at all I oh, okay. love, I love and he's French yeah it's so he's very it? French there's been a long-standing hatred between the Germans and the French I think it continues <laughs> <laughs> it, carries up. it carries on at Wayne's world it's, and, it's alive and well a hundred percent and he, Elvis <laughs> is never gonna let that go he um yeah oh well wow. so um there's also the, the fantastic moment when I put him in the stable and thought, do you know what? He can stay in a stable for a night or two and I'm going to start handling him more. Um, at which point he jumped over the stable door and um, luckily he was still a bit tired. So he fell over. So I jumped on him <laughs> and I had to put bars up on top of the stable door. And I put two bars up and I was like, yeah, screw you. See, see you get through this. And he got halfway through. <laughs> and so I now, it, it was literally like a nurse pushing a baby back into the womb. I was trying to get two thirds of a llama back over a stable door between a bar. Uh, so I had to put another bar up and he's been there since. But now he has a glory hole and speaks to his new friend Lama because <laughs> why get rid of the arsehole you've got to start off with? Buy another one. Uh, so a friend, friend. So now you've got two? Got me, yeah, I now have two, Mimi. And um, she's called Mimi Vegas. And eventually when she's no longer a child and they mate, um, we'll <gasps> be able to say that Elvis um, was in Vegas. Oh my God. <laughs> I... Honestly, I am now going to have babies. to buy a llama. Like, I think you should because um, I shouldn't be the only one who suffers. Honestly, I am <laughs> like 100% committed now to getting a llama. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a need. It's, I, I encourage you wholeheartedly. Carla, set up a GoFundMe page. 
Absolutely, a hundred percent. We're there. We're going to buy Katie Lama, and then and I'm just going to watch... lie to every time you ask me any information about llamas, Katie. I'm just going to lie to you. Uh, what are they like with fencing? They're like really low fencing, Katie. Really low. <laughs> Can you? Will they run for three hours whilst I'm chasing? No, I've never known a llama no. go that long. Absolutely. And to be fair, um, a bit like selling a horse, really. If he didn't get stuck in a fence. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit like selling a horse here, really, isn't it? We're, Do you know we're, what I we're, think we're you need to learn? You need to learn how to lasso. control these llamas. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be a very, very handy skill to have with Elvis around. What, lassoing? Have you considered it, yeah. Wayne? Yeah. Um, you could maybe practice on the go. To be fair, the, the first thing I considered was getting a shotgun license, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think lasso would have been, you know, the more Christian approach. <laughs> Bless okay. him. And we're going to have to actually start to talk. This has just been, I could la actually listen to Elvis all day. I, I am honestly buying an Elvis. Elvis, I'm, I'm seriously considering, I think he needs his own Instagram page. He does. He's, honestly, he's, he's a legend. But also, he's, he's also the just... biggest judgy asshole. Yeah, they've got that look. look I'll they? give him that. I think llamas have got that really judgmental look. I, think I need to quite like a Mexican when I go one. Do you think one would wear a sombrero? He's worn a wig. Oh, I think it would wear a sombrero then. Yeah, then he could be He's... like that one of llamas in hats. Llamas My, with hats on mine's, gonna, mine's gonna be Mexican. Is She's he? bought a llama. She's yeah. bought a llama. I'm fully Hello, invested in llama. <laughs> I'm, can I just tell you now, I've been friends with you long enough, Wayne, to know that I'm not buying a llama because I've seen this. I'm quite happy yeah, to watch don't, this. Don't ruin her dream. Don't feed the dream. Feed the dream. I'm quite happy to watch this on Facebook. And, and then when Katie joins in with this, I've got double the fun. I'm never going to do any housework ever again when the pair of you've got llamas. Oh, I'll and eventually Elvis and Pedro can meet. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. We haven't even, I don't think we've even got time. We probably need to move on. And we haven't even touched on Penelope <gasps> or anybody or the goats. Okay. One so basically I have six pigs, I have goats, I have sheep, but the, the main focuses are Myth, the legendary goat and Penelope, the pig who came from Sutton Carlfield. And ever since then, we've had to talk to her from the accent. Um, and she's actually called Penelope. Um, she, we taught her to sit. Whoop, carry on. We have actually got Wayne on for a reason. I know. Not just to look at his beautiful wig and talk um, about his animals, which I could talk about all night, and I generally do. Um, one of the things that Wayne also... I don't... Well, he has mentioned it a couple of times. Obviously, Wayne is very gay. But Wayne also, he dates it... Because I don't know if you guys might have noticed, he doesn't just do things by halves. <laughs> so, like, it's like, oh, there's lots of gays already in the scene. I'm going to go one better. Intro... Della. Who is Della? Uh, Della is my alter ego who, I, she, I never go on holidays with gays. That's what happens when you go on holidays with gays and they go, let's all go out in drag. And I'm like, um, and they were like, do it, do it, do it. So if I'm going to do anything, I do it 110%, but eight inch platform heels, waist done, hair done, makeup done minced out into Blackpool and got offered three jobs and was like, mm, I'm hot. So, <laughs> um, I thought... Stella is, yeah. She is, she's so stunning. I literally, I'm mortified yeah. when I have to take her off my face because I just think, 
oh, you're back to being short, fat and old. Um, whereas she's so glamorous. She is brilliant. She is, and she's made some appearances on the equestrian scene as well, doing a trot up at Western Park Two Star uh, to raise money for the Claire Lomas Walk Appeal. Um, she's done dressage music in drag twice now for um, King's Equestrian and their charities of choice at the time. I'm not good with charities. I'll merrily do anything for a charity. You're, um, you're, yeah, you're basically quite happy to do the thing, but you don't know what you're raising the money for. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, just get call me up. I'll be there. So, so yeah, you've, she's, you've done um, a lot in drag within the horse world. Yeah. You've found that you've been really welcomed with it. Um, I, I just think in the equestrian world, and I don't know why it is so in the equestrian world, um, I think because gays have been in the equestrian game since the world began. I mean, they are like furniture. You walk into a room, you walk into a living room, you expect to see a sofa. You walk into the horse world, you expect to see a gay. Like, mm. they're mm. everywhere. And in the equestrian world, I suppose, you have, gays have got this thing where people just assume they're going to be more um, effeminate, more tactile and really mm. um, at one with a horse. Uh, and I don't know why that is a thing. It seems to be a real thing. Um, I think horses have saved a lot of gay people in their childhood from horrendous things because it was a, 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 a thing that they could do without being judged. Um, yeah. I've had yeah. a couple of people giggle, but why wouldn't you giggle at a seven-foot tranny with a mani-fanny stood there with shit <laughs> heels and a wig? Like, why wouldn't you? No, yeah. Um, but it was polite been... giggling. It was like weird, not at. There was no pointing yeah. and... Um, yeah and whatever and I was uh, yeah I was really 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 surprised um because it is nerve-wracking when you're getting changed in a portaloo um yeah. you know it's a bit like walking as Clark Kent come out as superwoman it is like you say it's super commonplace in the horse world um you know to be openly gay but I've not really seen anyone in drag or sort of heard of anyone so I just didn't know if like that was a bit of a different it was embraced and so much so that three times the achievement of what the charities raise and um a, a talking point for the charities was um was mentioning horse and hound with pictures so yeah um, and, and that's a, a huge thing to have an international equestrian magazine um, yeah. Or an international magazine, never mind the equestrian side. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, how many copies of Vogue have got a drag queen in it? How many copies of um, the Sunday Times has? It's very rare. So mm. the fact that at no point did Horse and Hound edit me or write it without a photo, they were like all over it. Yeah, that's um, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I was, yeah. I think the Horse yeah. World is leaps and bounds ahead of many other sports. This is this is what I this is one of the reasons I was really quite keen other than the fact that you're fucking hilarious to have you on is the fact that um I think that we as in the question world we dumb ourselves down a little bit and we're always looking to the negative which is oh we we don't do this we don't do that we're not inclusive here we're not inclusive there and we forget to celebrate the fact that actually we do some stuff which is really fucking good and you know like you were talking about I've been in the equestrian world for a fucking long time. I'm really old. So, but I grew up and for me, and I think because I was in the equestrian world, homosexuality and gay people were never an issue. They were just somebody as they should be. It's, it, it's never an issue. It's just, they're just 
I was more interested on how they rode a horse and who yeah. they slept with. It wasn't, it wasn't ever, ever, ever an issue. And so as I've become an, as I became an adult, that sort of came over into my other life, if you will. So for me, again, homosexuality, yeah, transitioned, never, never was an issue. So when I think that used to, and then I look around and I see these other sports, you know, that we've, there's real problems in football and rugby and stuff with homophobia. You know, if a rugby player comes out, the song and dance they have to make about it and i'm yeah. like jesus really but i you wonder know, i think we've spoken doing the schools before. in stafford i think we've spoken <laughs> yeah. about this before and said that maybe it's more with horse riding that we're so interested in how you are with your horse how you treat your horse yeah that that's but then do you know what actually we're not going to go like hugely into um the negative side of it but actually yeah. I, I was really, really surprised. I don't know if you saw um, that Facebook group where um, the, the sort of, there was a post about racism in the horse world. And I kind of thought, oh, probably I felt that the attitude would be very like the attitude that we're discussing here. Just really, em, mm. you know, embrace it. If you look after your horse, if you ride your horse, well, great. Uh, uh, but in no, actual no. fact, Jesus yeah, no. Christ, like they had to, they had to close the group because yeah it was so out of hand and i i really got i mean actually the whole this whole sort of last month has given me a shock because some of the things mm. that people who are on my facebook have been posting i've been like oh wow i just didn't think that's who you were yeah and that's shown me a side that probably i didn't expect because for me, in the horse world, like the most important thing is how you care for your horse, how you love your horse, how you yeah. ride your horse. That's all I give a shit about. What goes on other than that, I couldn't care less. I'm Please really impressed at how many level, uh, high-level riders, um, Matt Burnett, Alice Oppenheimer, have turned around and gone, you're racist, get off my Facebook. Yeah. And I've took a similar stance. That has stance been quite of, impressive. I've took a similar stance of any phobia, any ism, I mean... I always joke that I'm probably the most homophobic gay person you'll ever meet, purely because I actually don't like people touching me. Um, <laughs> and because I'm a gay man, they have to be gay to get anywhere near to touch me, and it makes me feel a bit sick in my stomach. But I'm the same as if someone's nan went to hug me. So, but I'm really impressed at how people have turned round and actually gone, do you know what? This isn't funny. This isn't a mm. moment for you to point score on... Um, a comedy level or actually on a bigot, uh, bigoted level, this is a time where I'm going to stand up for what I believe in and I believe you are a racist. I believe you are a homophobic and that doesn't wash with me. Yeah. I'm done. Um, and Matt has deleted like 400 people. I'm incredibly Good lucky that I think, um, although I have a lot of people on Facebook, I've got 5,000 people, um, which is fantastic. And I don't know them all. I haven't licked any of them personally. Um, but I was so impressed that I've only had to delete 10. And I have scoured. And I've yeah. actually also asked some of my um, friends of colour and of different nationalities and just gone, right, what is the cutoff line? This is one thing. So if I'd read a post out. And then I'd read another post out and I said, where is the line? Um, and my very good friend, mm. Serena Gordon, she said, that I think is a point of view. That I think is for me personally racist. And yeah, 
I was using someone else as a moral compass of things that had flagged up for me. But equally, mm. I'm the only person probably um, to date that has been banned for seven days off Facebook for being a bully and harassing myself. So on a post, I put, <laughs> did the fat puff stay on? And it was about me on Figgy. <laughs> and Facebook algorithm flagged it up and I'm banned for seven days for bullying and harassment of myself. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's a skill. That's a skill on so to many levels. Fair, that, is, that is something I could possibly do. <laughs> I beat you to I, it, Carla. I beat you, you to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so trying to trying to keep things on on a some sort yeah. of level here so do you find though i'm asked just asking your opinion on this do you, but has it surprised you wayne that you know this wonderful what we thought was inclusive horse world which i think it is and i think we should cheer a little bit for that and go yay we do that really well yeah suddenly it does fall down a little bit when we, when we start talking about color color of skin does it fall I down think... and is it is it because we don't have a lot of black people and people with colored skin in the sport is that what it is i it could be it could be that it is such a minority within the industry but equally um and this is where um you're going to get hate mail more so than normal i do think that the professionals of the horse world haven't got an issue i think it's the lower level and this is good and i'm not you know, there's no judgment. I think it's the people who ride horses, not the athletes and the professionals that have an issue. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the people I, I would... who, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, just... I do. I actually do. Sorry. I felt like it was um, something that probably we definitely needed to look at as a sport and say, yeah. why is there such a small number in the sport but I didn't think for a second they would be met with discrimination. Like, that's not something that entered mm. my head. I just felt like there must be some barriers because it's, it's really evident. Like, I, it's not something I'd really noticed, which is, is terrible, but it isn't. And then, like I said to Ben, I actually, I don't know if I know, if I can think of any person in my whole riding career which is which is really strange like that's not reflective at all and so I felt that's something that we need to look at but before that Facebook group I would never have said as an industry it would have been the negativity I think it's hard from my position off the top of my head there's four that I know one's riding at Grand Prix two are riding at Grand Prix um Danny Morgan um, for a start, he's riding at Grand Prix now and eventing. Um, then there's Serena Gordon, like I said, she's riding at Grand Prix dressage and she show jumped and she's evented in her past, um, you know, without just throwing names out there. But I, can, I know four straight away. And I don't know, is it that because of coming from the gay background where you meet all walks mm. of life that I've been privileged enough to never have seeing them as a minority mm. you know um no yeah 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 I, I i understand where you're going with that you know you can't get away from that yes you know and I, this is uh, we all work hard to get into horses horses are not an easy sport um but maybe those that have been another minority such as a gay person or whatever will sort of 
appreciate and reach out a little bit more to other minorities whereas you know someone else might stay within their own groups a little bit maybe maybe that's a, a question there I don't we see more yeah. of them um i'm all i'm worried about is that we're going to reach the stage where people are going to feel that anybody who is in a minority group whether that be because of the color of their skin or whatever are only there to make up that oh they feel like they have to you know that eventing's felt that they have to open the doors to those you know i I would hate to reach that stage it needs to be sort of like natural and progressive like what happened with with the gay community which was do you know what it just wasn't an issue it just happened and And it just and I but just there was I droves to... of them. There was droves of them. To be fair, you you got you gays, you gayers, as we like to call you. You landed. It was just like we had no I choice. I mean, Priscilla like, and the pink first. We were we mincing. were there. We've arrived. Do you know that you, you were just you said something through those lorry parks like bitches? Come on, yeah. You said something <laughs> that would never have really crossed my mind, which was that it was quite a nice place to be because it was so accepting. And that's something that I would never really have thought about. But yeah, you know, you could be really openly gay and it nobody in the horse world would think twice. And that I could be... walk across country course holding my boyfriend's hand if he wasn't fictional. This is and 100% I don't think it. anyone would have a problem with it. There might be someone goes, oh, look, they're holding hands. But that's the shock value of two men holding hands. They mm. wouldn't be like, oh, fucking queers. No. Um, no. And, and I think just on a similar note, like I play tennis in my spare time. Um, we have no black, brown, Indian. We don't have all our players are white. If you were to look in from the outside, you could say we're not culturally diverse yeah. in, a, in, in that sense. But that's actually because there aren't any in our club. And I think the eventing scene, the problem isn't, um, I mean, there, uh, there is obviously a problem with racism, so I don't want to say there's yeah. not. Yeah. But the problem isn't actually their race. It's the fact that we don't see enough of it to be normal. Yeah. So it's not yeah. normalised because it still has a, a token kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Um, it's going to have to start, you know, gradually. And yeah. so people, yeah. if they're going to be met with that, with what was on that group, I can't imagine they're going to want to stay. Yeah. And that's a huge so- problem. A friend of mine came up with this brilliant analogy, which I love, which was, okay, you want to join the gym and, um, so you go to the unisex gym in your village, in your town, and you look in the window, you're, and you're a woman, and you look at the window, and in that gym, all there is is muscle-bound men pumping iron with tons and tons of weight on. And you know that you can go in there because it's a unisex gym. You know that you are okay to go in there. You legally can go in there. There's nothing, there's a change room for you. There's separate toilets. There's nothing actually stopping you going in. But if you look in that window and see all those muscle band men, how welcome would you feel? Yeah. And that is where we're at at the moment. We're, uh, and we're I get in, that. Got, Although if I was this a very woman and that was the sport. case, I'd be sat in the corner flicking my bean and watching. But, um, <laughs> I mean, a, full of muscle bound men, really? Um, if only the eventing scene was You like. still have to touch them at some point, Wayne. <laughs> Brad Pitt and I have been together for 20 years now and we've never touched. Yeah, I mean, I it's the best relationship ever. Aside from this 
this group which was absolutely awful we need to make a stand which is the people of us that are actually going do you know what just the same as we don't care who you sleep with we don't care what pigment is in your skin um there needs to be quite a collective movement i think with that and we need to just say you know what okay you if you can find a way in which is going to be a little bit harder for uh, yeah. black people for, because of, for that but if you can find a way in we want you yeah and that is really really important that we say that now you know and we do because the thing is when we do it we do it so well look, yeah. at, oh, look at what we've done I, we, I don't and, think we know, are any better i don't think there's a sport that does it better yeah exactly i would love to think that our sport could be a safe place for for another group of people where they can yeah. come there. It would be if you didn't add the internet. That's what's made this such a shitty situation yeah. Yeah. is yeah. keyboard warriors bored off lockdown, sat there high on a martini, yeah. um, being ambiguous and, mm. and anonymous. It's a sad situation like that, that, and you wouldn't see the discrimination. One, because there aren't many black people in our sport, but two, because you're a white woman. I know that sounds really shitty. Yeah. No, no. But why no, would no, you? I, I, no. Why would you know what prejudice is if you have, you, you know, it's, it's difficult. And even the colour sexuality thing, you know, being black or, or being gay, um, it's a bitter pill to swallow because I felt so accepted and I know how accepting I am. And... I know how amazed I was at the people I have on my Facebook, how actually the team I have working with my horses, as in the farrier, the vet and everything, they are so open and they are so accepting. Yeah. I, I've walked onto the yard before now in drag because I was going to do a gig and my farrier turned around, Sam, who is adorable, and I have a bit of a crush on him. He, um, he said, what size are you? And I said, oh, these are a size eight, they're a bit big. And he went, wedged his feet in there and went round the yard like he had rickets. And he went, do you think, they think I'd be pretty if I did makeup? And then carries on shoeing a horse with these heels on. Like, these are the people that I have gravitated towards and yeah. have been lucky enough to have in my life. So... I haven't, I was impressed that I only had 10 people out of 5,000 to get rid of. Um, mm -hmm. And I think by being openly gay and, um, and gobby, I've, mm -hmm. I've wheedled out the ones that find me offensive. If you find me offensive, fuck off, it's simple. Yeah. You know, there's an unfriend button. Mm. And actually, to quote, I think... To quote, our, uh, our, um, to quote our queen, our ultimate queen, what does she always say? Other you... people's opinion of me are none of my business. Yeah, and it's, it's difficult with the way things are at the moment that, you know, mm. it's hard because we're in a lockdown and you've got the memes of the world and I refer to anyone who makes it about themselves a meme. So um, yeah. I'm a middle-aged white woman, so black lives don't matter. They do, but so do all lives. Yes, we're not saying all lives don't matter. What we're saying is that right now, these are the people yeah. getting the shit. Yeah. We need to stand by them. Um, yeah. And 100%. so there's a lot of memes around and narcissists and people who want to make, they want to belittle what is going on in someone else's world and make it about themselves and how it's racist that they are being attacked for being white. And that's not the case. Yeah. Um, 
they don't seem to get white privilege do they some people so uh, I had a long conversation with a very good friend of mine and basically because it's about oppression anyone who has ever been oppressed can have empathy mm. with this scenario so whether you've been oppressed by an overbearing father or mother or husband or um, a society because of your sexuality if you've felt oppressed, oppressed and you can have sympathy towards the Black Lives Matter. It's quite an interesting, uh, I can forward it to people if they're interested, it's um, about negative bias and this one, it, you can do it for certain things, you can do it for homosexuality and you can do it, because we all have negative and positive bias um, to a point and then you can do this thing where you, it's basically, um, you basically tap on things and it basically tests how quickly you do things um and then it looks at your negative bias and stuff and that's a really interesting i'm really quite proud of mine because um both with regards to homosexuality and color i came up completely neutral which is actually quite rare but but the fact is though as well if people have got a bias that's in a way it's okay you know if you think that you see something and you go oh god you know i'm as long as you appreciate that that makes you feel uncomfortable and you go actually that's not right i shouldn't feel like that and you try and challenge it in yourself Mm. then that's always the way forward isn't it you know because it's about educating you yourself yeah mm. unless you keep challenging moving yourself forward being able to change your perception and how you feel about stuff is fluid you can always do it like you said you can watch these films you can read these books you can challenge yourself constantly you know and that's another thing horse riders we love to challenge ourselves you know we take on the ultimate challenge trying to ride these horses and clenching our asses trying to stay on so yeah so yeah if we can do that that's a really nice we can do it with everything that's a really nice place to to wrap it up isn't it is just to say that as a sport it's an incredible sport like women and men compete alongside each other which is really unusual where i commented on something to do with that actually can i just can i just interject just slightly slightly there is no (laughs) other sport where a transgender person could compete and it would not cause any issue at all. They could actually transition whilst they were still competing and it would not cause any issue at all. No. There is no other sport where that happens. Yeah, so, so I, mean, I mean, that's fucking brilliant, isn't it? It's that's such, a skill. It's such an incredible sport and we're getting it right in so many areas. And I think yeah. we're, we're you know, probably gonna get it right in this. And exactly like Wayne says, a lot of it is just keyboard warriors, which, you know, they're not representative of what would be on the competition field. You know, they're not representative of who you'd meet at a riding school. It's, it is a real, it's a real minority. And yes, I think we need to, as a sport, look at it and make sure that people who come to the sport are really welcomed with open arms. But we also need to say that as a sport, we're getting it, we're getting it pretty, pretty close to right, I think. Absolutely. I with think, inclusivity, uh, with, yeah. Yeah. I think what is good, though, is that this has highlighted that we do need to move on, uh, move yeah. forward, not on. We need to move forward. Um, and, you know, I mean, how bored would we be if we went to a lesson with the same person and never had a critique? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for all of our amazingness and for our homosexual riders winning golds for our country and all of those things and our Paralympians. And um, I mean, literally across the equestrian teams, we have had 
a gay representative in each discipline, which is amazing and fantastic. It's cr- um, yeah, yeah. So all we but need let's now. Do more. Yeah, absolutely. All it's shown us now is we've done it once, we can do it again. And yeah, you know, maybe there needs to be that the, the bigger bodies, as in BEBS, BD, PDQ, HGGVE, all of those people, um, actually cre- create um, a scholarship scenario yeah. where they fund. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like actually yeah. use this yeah. as a positive so that someone who couldn't afford to start riding in the inner cities, there's actually a bursary that pays mm-hmm. yeah. up until they're a certain age. And then if they don't pass certain exams or do or want to continue, then goodbye, see you. But it might yeah. be a way of actually creating inclusivity from the, from the roots. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think, yeah, I don't I think, think inventing is stopping black people competing. I think there aren't many black people coming to eventing and that's what yeah. needs addressing. We need to be addressing yes. this at the bottle base, not at the bottleneck. Yeah. So we're now going to move on to Wanker of the Week. Um, Wayne's going to stay with us. So who wants to go first? Carla. Mine's not actually thinking that bad, but anyway, I will. So it actually involves the internet. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, BE announced that they were going to um, restart competitions, but with these very strict COVID nineteen um, uh, guidelines. guidelines in place. Yeah. So the guidelines are basically: you can take one horse, one groom, and an owner, because obviously that's really important in eventing. So basically two people per horse and lots of people were going, Oh my God, this is dreadful. What am I going to do with my kids? Are we going to do that? So I posted thinking I was being really funny (laughs) saying, well, quite frankly, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dress one of mine in shorts, deck shoes and a faded (laughs) t-shirt as a groom. And I'm going to draw a moustache on the other, (laughs) put him in a shuffle waistcoat and do do barris. And he's going to be my owner (laughs) thinking I was... (laughs) And I thought that was actually quite funny. Yeah. I thought it was actually quite funny. Kind of forgetting that the internet is a bit of a cranky place at the moment. They didn't find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't find it funny. So basically, um, all these, I think one of the lines were, all of these people trying to break the rules, I hope you get caught with something. And I was like, surely people realise I wasn't really going to draw a moustache <laughs> on my 10-year-old child. Oh my God, but will just you just for a picture? Yeah, fucking too right. I will now. <laughs> now I will. So yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, um, t- challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> we need like, a TikTok video with that. Oh, I can totally do that. I could totally do that. I've actually got one in mind now, now that you've said that. So, uh, and it doesn't involve the lobster suit, so you're all right. Praise um, So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because initially because initially see when they said initially they said dogs weren't allowed so i put nora in a lobster suit i said ha 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 b i haven't said anything about lobsters and people <laughs> found that are funny so i thought they'd find this second joke funny forgetting that time has passed and people have got a bit more antsy farkas artsy about stuff and yeah it didn't go down well and yeah i was a bit of a wanker on the internet Oh, well, I think you were, I don't think that was one, Carol. I think that was amazing. 
All right, well, my... <laughs> I think you were on the receiving end of wankers yeah. rather than being a wanker. <laughs> Mine is... Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think it's me being wanker. But anyway, the poor poodle, it involves him. So, ha- I meant... Does it involve his nipples? Does it involve his nipples? No. His nipples are safe this mm. week. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I mentioned last time, really briefly on the podcast, that I bought another new horse um, from Ireland. And they, I mean, it was a little bit the guy I bought it from because I did sort of, when I spoke to him, I said, you know, it is like halter broke, it is handled, it is, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, once I'd put the I, deposit. It's grand, it is. That's my Irish accent. There was the a lot of, there was a lot of that. <laughs> um, once I put the deposit on the horse, the halter broken became a lot more vague and like <laughs> you wouldn't want to it's take the head halter. collar back off it though and i would leave a long <laughs> rope on and i was starting to think like fuck like i cannot tell ben like he will be so pissed off so ben's like you know when's this horse coming and i was like oh, i don't know i don't know and I spoke to the guy and he said, it's sometime, like probably the weekend, Monday or whatever. So I was like, right, okay. Well, we know the transporter will get down our drive. So we knew we were going to have to lead this horse half a mile home down our track. And I was thinking like, probably going to be okay, but hopefully Ben's off work. So anyway, we get a phone call from the transporter on Saturday lunchtime saying, I'll probably get to you at about 11 o'clock tonight. So I was like, the poodle still doesn't know this horse is feral, basically. <laughs> and he's going to have to lead this horse over the golf course with, like, a head collar that it doesn't understand what the hell a head collar is. So anyway, then the transporter sent another message saying he'd got delayed, and it was actually going to be three o'clock in the morning. So... Oh, my God. We stayed Had you told up. the poodle at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be oh. honest. I think there's been days where he's felt the love for me more than that particular day. <laughs> but anyway, the poodle is still obviously labouring under the, uh, the misapprehension that this horse is actually halter trained and semi-normal. So we drive along the track, get to the end, and there's this big Irish like transporter guy, you know, proper, like, will have dealt with the millions of horses. And he looked at us and he went, this one's a bit lively. And then <laughs> and looked at me and just went, if an Irishman tells you it's a bit lively, it's a bit fucking lively, Katie. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. So then this is I, three o'clock in the morning. This is yeah. all happening, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. And Ben said, I've got to lead this half a mile home. And he just went, rather you than me. <laughs> so <laughs> ben, ben just looked at me. So then the guy goes in and starts like folding the, the partitions back. And I swear to God, he was putting the lead rope on this horse like this. And the whole you can't time. can't see it's a podcast. Of course, it's a podcast. You'd think I'd be used to it by now, wouldn't you? <laughs> Imagine like what you would do if you were trying to put a lead rope on a lion. And that's probably about... So, guys... I would say, you know that scene in Jurassic Park when the guy drops in and he's pushing back those like terror little mini T-Rexed things? It was a bit like that face, wasn't it? It's was like, oh, I'd rather not dangerous. be clipping this lead rope on. Yeah, there's something dangerous going on. 
Yeah, so he got the leader upon, gave it to Ben, and Ben basically had to put the rope over his shoulder, kind of like you were pulling a boat or something, and just pull this horse half a mile home. And he went to like, it was being really good. I mean, it was, it was taking a lot, you know. And he went to pat it and it was like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? And so poor Ben pulled this horse half my home. Well, anyway, it's, it's been in and it is actually, it's the sweetest horse. And it really had just been pulled out of a field and didn't have a bloody clue what a head collar was. Um, so yeah, that is my wanker of the week story. You bought a horse. What, did you get the head collar? Did you pay extra for the head collar? Oh, they weren't taking that bugger off, were they? Yeah, we got a head collar free. I think they were like, do you know what? Did they <laughs> call it lug money? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, uh, to be sure, you can have the head collar on there for luck money. I, you know, <laughs> as a sign of good fate. <laughs> Literally, that's what it was. He hasn't rung me and asked. <laughs> oh, he did send me a message because I thought that's the last I'm ever hearing from him. But he sent me he's a your money. He's not, he's not stupid, is he? He sent me a message and he said, um, did he get there all right? And I sent a message and said, well, yes, he did. But I think halter broken was potentially a little bit of an over-exaggeration with this horse. <laughs> Quite optimistic. But, this is like when you buy it, when you say halter broken there. And it's like, we talk about last week, has seen hounds. Yeah. And then it ran in the opposite fucking direction. You I know. know. So that's, it's... it's <laughs> It's halter broken. Well, it's broken a few halters. So <laughs> exactly. Technically, technically correct. I'm just telling you the truth. You know, you asked me is it halter broken? I said yes. I mean, your version of halter broken and my version of halter broken are obviously very different. <laughs> I think I think that 100%. was one hundred percent. He is being one hundred and ten percent bomb proofed in this house, you can imagine. Like Henry rides past him on his scooter 50 miles an hour. Henry asked today, do you think he's ever seen a quad before? Shall I rev my quad next to his head? I was like, seems a little bit unreasonable for his first you know, week here. Maybe let him settle in a little bit more. But yeah, he's, um, he's adapting to complete chaos here very nicely. So, but yeah, that's my wanker of the week. So come on, Wayne, given wow. that your normal week is... <laughs> yeah. There's no, well, there's no Elvis in my wank of the week story. Um, a client of mine bought me one of these amazing oversized hoodie things called the Udi, um, or the Udi. I don't know, however you say it. And um, I have got a bit of addiction to it now, and I wear it after I have a bath or a shower. I just throw it on and, you know, like a, like a, a what's, what's the... Chinese people wear kimono. That's the one. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. like a kimono. And um, even it's though fluffier. it's heavy, blue, and wool lined, you know, it's just the same. And um, <laughs> I was outside in um, in the garden doing some watering um, in just the Udi and a pair of. <laughs> Oh God, it sounds so much worse. Crocs. Um, you were wearing Crocs, weren't you? No, no. Better than that, they are leopard print furry trimmed slippers <laughs> that my friend bought me them and she said Wayne you are 40 now leopard print is your friend um and yeah it's, it is true so you know there walking around the garden 
bear in mind, my tiny front garden is in whole view of the common and the houses around. Who we have asked the same. What are their names? What are their names again, quickly? Peter and Rita and uh, Bruce and Sheila. And Jackie, my next door neighbour, who says fuck a lot and tries to set a light to the fence every time she does bonfire. Um, you know, I'm just doing my thing. And Roger and Alana are next door on the other side of me. And I'm bending down doing, oh, you know, like old people do, like, oh, look, there's a weed while I'm here, otherwise I'll forget. So I bent down and picked this weed up and practically dragged my nutsack along my garden and was like, oh, I forgot I'm a little bit naked underneath this oody. And I thought, no, it's fine because actually it's long enough. Well, do you know when it's not long enough? When you lift no, your not. arms up to um, fill the bird feeders, suddenly it's not so long and you don't know it's not long until your neighbour says, hey up, <laughs> you're peeking out. <laughs> so, um, you're peeking out. Um, so my wank of the week story is I flashed a testicle at my neighbour. <laughs> Just the one, which is more worrying. I don't know where the other one went. Just the one. Just the one. Just one. Hello. Draw a face on it next time. I'm like, oh, he's, he's giving birth. <laughs> oh, God. And with this lockdown, I'm surprised you could even distinguish it. Probably thought it was an Ewok or Chewbacca. <laughs> Oh my God. Do you know what? Just for a moment then, a vision popped into my head and I never ever want to see it again. Honestly, I want to bleach my actual brain so it never happens again. And to be fair, I probably made the Chewbacca noise when I realised what she was saying. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> with the devastation. As you're flapping a testicle out. Oh, but it's, probably, it's I mean... probably one of those moments as well when you panic and you flap your arms even more. And, <laughs> you know, it all goes wrong. At least you said not. arms like, there. I... I wasn't quite sure what, what you were going to go with. <laughs> we had this before when I um, famously on the podcast flashed our builder um, and I was fully naked. And so he joined a long list of people that know a list that nobody wants to be on a bit like Santa's naughtiness list of people that see my tits. And um, so afterwards I was like, well, I tried to make it better by going out and I tried to find a t-shirt that was skin colored so that he, maybe I might get away with it. He might've just thought I was wearing this t-shirt, ignoring the fact that he saw my nipples and, and everything else. But yeah. So, you know, when you try and make it better and you make it much, much worse, possibly that could have happened as you panicked and flapped your arms yeah and caused um, the testicle to bounce slightly i just but feel I know, like i can always... imagine the conversation <laughs> that goes on with your name like, want... as if elvis leaping and eating all of our vegetables not, yeah. wasn't enough i have to say something. now being exposed to him in a oh, come on. looks to be a large hoodie but isn't quite as large <laughs> as one would hope whilst wearing leopard print slippers <laughs> And a testicle hanging out there. To be fair, Wayne, I have to say this. Living next to you, I can't imagine actually it was that much of a shock. It was just like, Wayne's got, his, Wayne's got his testicle out again. I he bet must. his neighbours have not said lockdown's been so boring. We don't know what we're to do. They'll be like, literally, who needs Netflix? Look out the window. Wow. So, <laughs> just Jackie. looking out the window. Here he goes. Here we go. <laughs> 
Well, dear Jackie, who is my favourite neighbour, just because she's amazing, um, she's in her 60s and um, she's my direct neighbour and there's a wall between us at the back and I can hear her fill a watering can and because I'm an asshole and love scaring people, I just put my head onto the wall like some floating head and say nothing and then she just walks around and then she's like, <laughs> every time. Uh, sometimes when she's in the conservatory, busy watching the bird table, I try to get as close to the conservatory window as I can and just stare at her a bit funny through the glass. Um, yeah, I'm, actually thinking, I'm thinking about remembering your Wonder of the Week story with um, the climbing over the electric fence. I'm thinking about... Oh, yeah, when I was at my fanny. merged oh, few stories of, of Elvis escaping oh, my and getting involved wire... And the story His about... His testicle? Yeah. So... You when, to... when you're wearing your UDI, can I just <laughs> yeah. offer you advice? As a woman to woman, <laughs> you're, if you're wearing your UDI, bear in mind it doesn't give you support. Do not, and I repeat, do not think it would be quicker to climb over electric fencing. Just leave um, me with you. He's done it. He's already done it. That, He's already done it. I've got DIY dickheads out the back of the house. Um, they're the only DIYs I have and one of them got cast be, or was, I don't know, auditioning for Step Up 2 and banging away in the stable. So I nipped out of mine um, wearing nothing. I might have slipped some wellies on, but there's an electric fence thing, like an electric fence gate across into their yard. And I ducked underneath it, didn't duck far enough, electrocuted my back, landed hands and knees face down in a puddle and was like trying to control the urge to piss myself. <laughs> At which point I got up, bear in mind it's dark, I got up, did it again. At which point my arms gave way. I'm now lying on my front, naked in a pair of wellies in a puddle. And it's not even my fucking horse. <laughs> I mean, by the time I eventually got round there, he was up on all falls. He was fine. I was not. <laughs> I like the I like the fact that being electrocuted twice and lying in a puddle naked would have been perfectly acceptable had it been fig. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For one of my pretty horses, fine. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I need to add to my website. Um, I need to add to my website on there saying that. If you think your horse is ugly, don't send it to me. I'm not dying on anything ugly. No, don't. I would do that. Make sure you give us your website and everything. www.waynegarrick.com I'm a dot com. There we go, guys. If you want more of... Well, if you want more of Wayne's World, that's where you go. Or find this, or find this bitch it, the on Facebook. The website is really boring in comparison to um, my social media. Because yeah. I don't think anyone needs to see three-hour videos of me chasing a llama. Look how professional I am. And we where can do. we find you on Facebook? Um, I'm Wayne Garrick or Wayne Jammy Garrick. I have two because I've overspilled. And he reports himself. And I, something. And I harass myself and bully myself. <laughs> And Instagram? Oh, Instagram, I think is at Wayne Garrick. Yeah, and it's great. And you've got some super sponsors who back you and which, you know, we, we often talk actually about that they, you know, people are a little bit 
compartmentalized and you you don't have that you've got people that are on board with you and it's really really great so do you want to give any of them a shout out for just being co- oh, totally awesome so oh, right. um um steuben um uh nicola kid saddle fitter she's amazing mojo europe your friends they're at mojo <laughs> yeah we won't talk we won't talk about them <laughs> uh, not tense at all <laughs> cavallo luso um run by a wonderful lady called emily and then ocean blue equine who um is run by my very good friend um then who else is there oh my god saracen horses they're amazing kate hayward she is adorable one of life survivors literally going through a stable equestrian online magazine is there there anyone that you're not sponsored by i I know Um, i kind of thought (laughs) I kind of thought we'd be wrapping this up now. And then, yeah, yeah stay sorry, it's another hour just for the people who sponsor me. I'm trying to think, oh, Champion Hats. They gave me a very nice hat, the Snell, which is the top level protection for your head. Um, poor La Tete. Uh, I think that's it. Thank the Lord. I forgot. Oh, Better Life. Better Life. Better Life. Oh, better Life. Better Life. Um, loving the Better Life. Hashtag. Um, loving the Better Life. Uh, that's it. Oh, just, them, just them just them just a small <laughs> section of the internet um it's amazing though if you're gobby how people will um support you well thank you so much for coming on and talking to us um in your wig sharing oh. your numerous sponsors and also yeah. convincing me to buy a llama absolutely well thank you very much for having me on here um it's a wonderful platform for people to talk shit and tackle the world's problems through humor so it's been a lovely situation thank you thank you so much for having us (laughs) (laughs) i've never had a woman as ever (laughs) i've literally never not even a okay. bit finger mouth. Let's just move. No. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I We're going to brush up past the fact that <laughs> he didn't have us. We had him. Um, we had him. And say please keep sending us your stories and questions to Book Off Banter on Instagram and Facebook, and Book Off Banter at gmail.com for your longer stories or questions. Thank you so, so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.